Greetings, I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hi friends, thanks for listening. This is your host of the Weirdest Experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Chankor Daniel here. He is an energy healer, completely different or maybe similar to Reiki. I don't know, but I'm (laughs) excited to learn. But guys, he just told me he hasn't been sick since 1989. (laughs) And I'm getting over a cold right now. I'm kind of mad that I got it in the first place. I kind of know what happened, but you know, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So where are you right now? Where are you located? Uh, Oh, you're in in Florida. Yes, I'm in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to reschedule this because Hurricane Ian came through and kind of messed up stuff down there for a while. But are they, is everything okay now? They rebuilding? Uh, My area is fine. We're okay. You know, we're missing uh, fences in the area and some roofs are damaged. Uh, a little bit further away, there were major floods. Uh, Fort Myers is about an hour away from me. Uh, they they still haven't recovered all the islands. They they can't even get back on some of them. Wow! So it's it's far from recovery. We felt like we were back exactly a week later when our power came back. We got power and water, and then you know it's it's civilization again, and and things are forgotten pretty fast. That's good. So how long have you been in Florida? Oh, I came here in at the end of 1991. Oh, a long time. I, I, was, uh, I was born and raised in Yugoslavia. And uh, I was here on vacation when the war started there in 1991. And, uh, you know, piece by piece, everybody was messaging me, hey, you should stay a little bit longer. And so I'm still here. <laughs> So you must really like it there because as an energy healer, it's really important for us to live somewhere where we feel comfortable and welcomed. Absolutely. I I do have many places around the world like that. You know, I feel, I feel it welcoming. 
but uh, you can't really beat the weather. You know, we're yeah. still in t-shirts. Uh, you can still go to the beach. Um, the weather is beautiful. We're missing some mountains here and stuff, but you can't have everything all the time, right? Yeah, and you have the ocean, which is yes. a big yeah. deal for me. I'm outside Charleston, so I'm I'm like close to the ocean. Mm-hmm. I could go there at the last minute, spend the day, come oh, back, beautiful. no big deal, right? Very nice. And you're yeah. closer to the mountains than I am. <laughs> We, we travel well, a lot yearly to, to North Carolina and, uh, you know, Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, I do a lot of motorcycle riding. So that, that's something that balances my, my uh, healing and, and that part of my, my being. Yeah. Uh, so we do travel a lot. So tell the audience, uh, I know you said you're from Yugoslavia. So how did you get into energy medicine? <laughs> um, I felt something as a kid, something in, in my, something weird about me, but I could never, never really describe it. I, I didn't know what it was. And uh, I was about halfway through college. I, I studied engineering. I finished it, but <laughs> never worked a day in it. Um, a friend of my dad's came over, stopped by at our house, and he, he was a uh, working for a, a publishing house. And so he was a very well-read uh, person. So he came up and he, he started telling us, actually telling my dad, I was just overhearing it about this energy in the body and around the body. And, and he was explaining it to my dad, who was a chemical engineer. And, and he kind of, eh, I don't know, you know, he was very much into, into physics and, and explanation of everything. And so I joined the conversation and I, I uh, um, tried to feel what, what he was telling us to feel. And I'm like, oh, well, I felt this my whole life. I just didn't know what it was. And that night he worked on us uh, somewhat and I couldn't sleep the whole night. I, I woke up with a headache and it, it was a, weird initiation i mean he knew about the energy he just didn't know what he was doing so it was another day or two as i, as I was messing with the energy when my my best buddy came over and he says hey what are you doing <laughs> so yeah, there's this energy this guy is talking about you know we should try it he said you can stop pain and all kinds of stuff with it so it's a great he was a marathon runner and his ankle was hurting like let's try it so I, I did something around his ankle and he was telling me what he was feeling and I felt something weird. And next thing you know, the pain was gone and he hasn't had pain ever since then. This was 37 years ago, uh, at least not in that ankle, <laughs> but it was, it was definitely a push for me to, to study more. Now at that time, this is a uh, late eighties in, in the former Yugoslavia, there was no literature about, about energy healing. I mean, nobody was really talking about it. So I read some on, on uh, Far Eastern philosophies. Um, we went a lot to Hungary and always bought a truckload of books. They were very, very cheap there at the time. This was before internet and, you know, yeah, you had yeah. to pick up a book and read. Uh, I'm from a Hungarian mm-hmm. family, so speak Hungarian as well. And it was easy to catch up, but still nothing about the energy. Then um, 
one day just again this was just through a little bit of practicing and stuff i was able to stop some pain some headaches and such and one day my mom's back was hurting and so i figured i'll try the same thing i didn't really know what i was doing but i i felt the energy i figured well if i pull out literally pulling out the pain pulling out the excess energy that was my thinking and as i was standing behind my mom and, and pulling this energy out all of a sudden my mom started moving back and hmm, I, I push my hand forward my mom goes forward i pull my hand back a little bit farther away my mom is leaning back I'm like mom what are you doing she says, nothing. What are you doing? I said, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> Back and forth. I had no clue, but we realized that I could move her without touching her. So crazy me went out. You know, this was college years. We were out every night in the pubs with my buddies, and I happened to tell them what happened. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that's impossible. But long story short, I tried it on one of them, and I was able to move him. Then another one, then another one. By the end of the night, the entire pub was in it or on it. Um, we were making bets in beer, who's going to move, who's not. You know, that sad <laughs> to say, but that was the beginning of my great healing career. <laughs> <laughs> and so just one thing led to another. And, and you know, I knew that there was something here that I really need to learn because uh, this is something special. And about two weeks later, we see this guy on TV um, bending people and moving people. He was a healer in Croatia. His name was Denko Domacic. Like, that's the guy I, I need to find this guy. I mean, he's doing what I'm doing, but I, I don't know what I'm doing. So um, it, it took a while to track him down. Again, this was before, way before Google. And uh, I found him on an island in the Adriatic. I found out where he was. Uh, in, in the report, obviously, they, they were showing these uh, aerial photos of people standing in line in these, these narrow streets just waiting to see him. So I was able to track down a hotel on the island, and I, I uh, called them up like, hey, can you tell me about this guy? Where can I find him? Sorry, he just left. You know, we don't know when he's back. And that was it. Another few weeks went by, and uh, my marathon running buddy ran over with the newspaper. I get it. <laughs> um, there was a, an article about a professor in, in uh, Belgrade who was measuring the energy fields of the body. And supposedly he could tell you if you were born to do this or give you some direction. Mm -hmm. So I got in touch with him. And uh, uh, literally the next weekend, I sat on a bus, went to Belgrade. I was the last one to get in. I was so happy. Um, we went through two days of tests. Okay, everything that you can measure in your body or in a radio, you can measure in your body. You have amps, amps ohms, uh, volts. Um, so you have electricity in your body that, that gives off different signals uh, um, correlated to your different organs and and all together he could put together a picture of your abilities so at the end of the day he pulled me over like hey look um your energy's off the chart you you really need to switch professions i mean you're born to do this like great you know but sign me up nobody's teaching this you know i mean mm -hmm. last time i checked in college nobody had any clue about this. <laughs> so don't worry i i have a guy for you 
And so we, the same day we sat in the car and uh, we arrived in, in Bonchevo. It was uh, outside of Belgrade, a smaller city. We went to a hotel where he introduced me to Mr. Domancic, the guy I was looking for. Um, goosebumps every time. And uh, so he, he uh, taught me after that and I, I was able to work with him for a short time eventually got certified they they were the first ones to give certification in um, bioenergy healing at the time and uh, i started working uh first literally like two days after i finished college i started doing the the healing work first month i had about 30 patients uh, two months later i had 30 a day so it it was all word of mouth uh, former yugoslavia it was uh, uh very easy to to uh, you know, get there because the results were there, and everybody can see it. You know, you stop a headache the next day, the entire street knows about it. People yeah. still talk. You know, so mm-hmm. that that was the beginning. And then about a few months later, I came to the states for a vacation. And while I was here, the war started, and uh, here I am. So you it never was... went back. No, I just go to visit now. I, yeah. I still have my mom there and family and a lot of friends. Um, I go every year. But uh, yes, I, I was basically, um, you know, stuck here. Yeah. But um, I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm Floridian now. I have wonderful kids here. I, I just, I changed. So you learned it and you just did it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And of course, many years passed by i i published three books on the subject um working on a fourth one that's a separate thing but um i learned over the years first of all that you need to learn every day something new the learning never yeah. stops mm-hmm. it was great finish college woohoo and and you think you're done but you're not and so slowly i i changed a little bit in in the domancic method added some of my things so uh and also, I, I realized throughout the years, doing this, doing seminars, I also taught Tai Chi for many years and Qigong. And uh, you have to talk about the energy when you do those. And right. I realized that, whoa, I can teach anybody to do this. I may have a gift or not, but anybody can do this. It's just like riding the bicycle. Some mm-hmm. people will get better at it and faster, but we can all learn to ride a bicycle. Technically, anybody can be a pilot, right? 90% of people, but not everybody's a pilot. Right. However, those people who are interested in, in doing it, I developed a system where it's very easy to, to learn. Literally in a day, uh, you can become a, become a healer. It, it takes, of course, years of experience to, mm-hmm. to really know most because <clears throat> you'll never know everything. Um, but that's the fun part, don't you think? Yes, yes. Because if I knew everything now, it'd be boring, right? <laughs> right, right, right. So in energy, yeah. in energy medicine, like that's that's what I love about energy healing is there's so always something new that comes up, or yes. you yeah. know, and it makes it exciting and fun. So it never gets boring. You know, you never know everything. You never you know there's always some new issue or <laughs> yes. new way to do things that you can incorporate and and also you know throughout years 
again, I, I, I came from a you know, socialist country. Uh, the, the Communist Party was in rule. So really, you were never talking about you know, the other side or the religion was never involved. Nothing esoteric was involved. Everything had to be by, you know, by the rules, by the physics. And so to slowly get to a point where doing long distance healing I, that I've been doing since the beginning, now about 80% of my, my business is long distance healing. I have clients all over the world that I work on from literally my, my chair. You know, I, I go into deep meditation and I, I can see the energy. I can change the pattern to make people feel better. Um, and in 30 years, you think, oh, I learned it then. It's great. No, every <laughs> time something new comes in, you know, a global pandemic uh, like COVID, it wasn't just, you know, the virus. It, it changed the entire energy. And each individual, you could, you could feel the global stress. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and it's funny because back in uh, 2006, I, um, I received a, a phone call from uh, um, a lady in Denmark. She, she organized my previous seminar there. I've, I've been teaching seminars around the world. And she said, hey, these people were trying to contact me you know, about you and your teacher and, and something I didn't understand. So eventually I got in touch with them. Um, it was a documentary crew making a video, uh, making a, a film, a, a documentary about my teacher. And uh, they tried to connect with his previous students and see how they are doing. So I missed out on that opportunity, but I was able to reconnect with my teacher. I had no idea where he ended up, you know, during the war, whether he was alive or not, you know. And um, went went to Slovenia to uh, visit him there. So he's he's still practicing there, and uh, learned some of the of the new methods. And uh, it was it was almost like like in in the uh, um, like in a movie or in a book, you know. It's like he came to me in a dream. And uh, hey, it's it's great to see you, but you should come in person. And I wake <laughs> up like what the heck? And I asked him about it, and he said, "No, nah, I, I, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about." But in essence, uh, going back to stress and and the pandemic, he told me then that you know every disease, illness, problem, everything is caused by stress. And I stopped for a moment, and I was like. I didn't want to say anything against it, you know, yeah. great respect, but yeah, but what about diet? What about this? What about that? And of course, with diet, you can also cause stress, just a different kind. Mm -hmm. um, and when the pandemic came, all of a sudden, I saw everybody having this, there, there's a specific uh, vision in, uh, you know, in your energy field. And when you're stressed, the energy tightens up and, and becomes a little bit darker around your head, neck, shoulders, that, that area. Just like what many people feel with stress, you know, you lift your shoulders and, and tighten them up. That happens energetically as well. And it's quite easy to fix, but, you know, when you're not consciously thinking about it, uh, it, it will overtake everything. Now, when you have stress for a short time, you know, just a car almost hits you or, or an animal attacks you, you run for a short time, you have all this adrenaline and then it, it calms down, right? 
But when you live under stress all the time, that keeps your energy always weak. You're always in this, in this fetal protective position. So you're vulnerable to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, even simple cold is, is easier to pick up when you're sad than when you're happy. So the, the, your energy depends on many factors. What you eat, what you, what you drink, how you sleep, where you live, environment, uh, underground uh, areas that, that can irradiate certain energies, cosmic rays. Everything affects you around, people around you especially, but the most is influenced by you. So when you think you're happy, you're happy. When you think you're sad, you're sad. And you can build on that either way, you know? So you can regulate your energy, but the only way to keep it always wide, your energy field goes roughly as wide as you can reach. So this is your protective shield. Kind of like the, the spaceship enterprise, you know, when the, hey, Scotty, turn on the shield, you know? Mm-hmm. So this is it. And when it gets weaker, that's when you get vulnerable. Whenever you're stressed, your body gets weak, or your energy gets weak. Whenever you're happy, you know those people who walk into a room and they just light up the room? It's literally your, your energy is huge. You keep your energy huge. You keep your mind happy and positive. You will never have any issues. Um, everything put together, mind, body, spirit, whatever you eat, the drink, live, it all comes down to really the strongest influencer being the brain. So decide to be, you know, happy, healthy, smile all the time. That, that also regulates a little bit of the energy and uh, uh, you won't have any issues. But so, you know, <laughs> it's easier said, right? Yeah, so you must be clairvoyant so you can see people's energy fields and yes, you can see I, well, I, I train I, I train my brain to do these. So it didn't just come like that. Yeah. Um, but again, this is another thing that anybody can do. We all have psychic abilities. You know, you think of someone and the phone rings and that person is on the other line. Right? Yeah. It happens all the time. Or you think of someone and you get a text message. How the hell is that possible? I mean, they're far away. But then you think about it. There's a cell phone. There's no wire. How, how are we connected? You know, so mm-hmm. when you get into the physics, if that phone is possible, why not my brain? In, in essence, we're all connected on the entire planet. But there are different theories about that, if, you know, from quantum physics is, is the best explanation. But in essence, everything is energy and your thoughts are energy. And your body is really mostly empty space, mostly energy holding together this emptiness than, than physical uh, uh, entity. You know, your, your tiniest particles in your body are like atoms. Right? I mean, they are atoms just like everywhere else in the universe. The atomic structure is where the craziness starts because what we see in the, in the textbooks, you know, you have the nucleus in the middle and electrons traveling around certain distances, but they can't put that in a book. It wouldn't fit. If, if you could magnify the nucleus to be the size of a pinhead, you know, the, the closest electron to it would be a quarter mile away and just empty space in between. And that little mm-hmm. electron would be the size of a bacteria if it were a matter. 
Now, this little energy ball travels around the nucleus so fast that if you could see by naked eye, you'd see just a giant ball the size of a stadium. Yet inside is 99.9999999% empty space. It's nothing. You take another one of those and another one and another one and another one. And all of a sudden you have this, this body. But, you know, most of it, 99.9999999% is, is empty space. It's, it's just energy. So when you, when you start thinking that way and think that everything around you is energy, almost like a matrix, you know, like a, it would be quite believable if, if uh, you really think about it. But most of the things can be, can be changed by even by simple thoughts. It depends how, you know, every individual is so different that it's hard to predict the, the, the not really the outcome, more of the time that it takes to, to get to that outcome. Usually if somebody has even a worse migraine, it will take me two minutes to stop it. It's nothing to it. Now, if you have some kind of tumors, cancer, what, I, I don't know your life. I don't know your thoughts, you know, your background, but I will be able to stimulate the body to help heal itself. So technically, I don't really heal anybody. I, I move the energy. I give energy, yeah. take it off. It's mm -hmm. more like energy engineering. And uh, the system is ultra fast. It's, it's, to me, it's the strongest, most powerful method uh, on the planet at the moment. So how do you learn how to do your kind of energy healing? Can you learn by reading your books? Do you offer classes or... What a good question. As if I, as if I paid you. <laughs> I'm um, curious myself. Yes, I, myself, I do have, so I'm I, asking now. <laughs> I have uh, three, three books on the subject. Um, one is a children's book. It was based on, uh, well, not really loosely. It was tightly based on, on my daughter's uh, early life. When uh, she was two years old, I was working on, on her grandpa's knees he had bad knees and she came over a little two-year-old you know kind of uh mimicking my moves she was doing one leg i was doing mm -hmm. the other one and it was mm -hmm. all funny until grandpa went like whoa wait a second i can feel it and i really feel it and the pain was gone and it was like oh my god so this is really inside us you know there's not much to learn it's more to to teach the adults to unlearn whatever they learned. You know, you grew up by, hey, something hurts, take a pill. And, and that was it. My kids haven't seen that. So when they were little, we would grab the pain wherever it hurts and throw it away. And just that uh, uh, mental picture was enough for them to, to stop pain like that. Mm -hmm. um, my latest book is called uh, Bioenergy Healing. <laughs> Simple techniques for reducing pain and restoring health through energetic healing. Uh, it explains everything from A to Z. Any individual can learn how to how to heal. So uh, you've been doing this for a while. Yes. Why don't you share some of your best healing stories? Because sure. I'd love to hear uh, those. I just want to add that just recently, uh, a few months ago, I started an online school. 
uh, I have a filmmaker um, relative, a cousin in, in Budapest. Actually, he's part of my next story, so might as well talk about okay. him. Uh, very talented. He, he does post-production, but he also does uh, photography and filmmaking. And so we got together. He was here uh, before the COVID started. We we're taking some uh, photography. We were in Daytona. As I mentioned, I'm a biker. He's a biker. Um, and COVID kind of put an end to it. So we got together and finished the project we started before. And it's a seven video series from A to Z, just like in the book. But I explain everything live with special effects. So everything that I explain in the book, what you're going to feel and see, it's in front of you on, on video. Mm -hmm. So the special effects help that. Um, and I teach everything there, literally uh, self-healing, long-distance healing. So everything about how to heal yourself and others. Now, as you can tell, this has been part of my entire life, right? So I have very few stories that, that are not, you know, in a, in a way or in touch with, with uh, energy healing or motorcycles. Um, I mentioned that I, uh, I've been teaching around Europe. Kind of every summer I set up a seminar or two somewhere. I taught in Bucharest, Berlin, Budapest, uh, Copenhagen. Um, I was in Scotland. So all of these places, different various sizes of seminars. This year, uh, I taught in the Alps for a whole week in one of the most beautiful locations. And it, it was just incredible. So we have these kind of, uh, I can't call it like a um, vacation teaching, but it's my vacation teaching. Yeah. So I'll go for a month in Europe, ride around and, and then uh, work for a week or a weekend or so. So one of these uh, trips, this was uh, five years ago. I was supposed to teach in, in uh, Bucharest in, in Romania that summer. But um, I already made a deal with my cousin and his buddy that I will go with them to Romania beforehand for uh, an enduro trip. A motorcycle trip in the mountains, you know, these dirt bikes. I had experience with those, but I live in Florida. You know, everything is flat. Like flat. Here too. Now, <laughs> yes. Now in Transylvania, in, in Romania, it's one of the most beautiful parts of the planet. Everything is green. Everything is, is uh, tranquil. Everything is undisturbed. Still a lot of nature where, you know, there are no people, just bears. <laughs> and uh, I agreed, okay, I'll, I'll go with them. And we were going to make a documentary about it. So as, as it happens all the time, and it happened this year too, we didn't make it on time. So I, my flight was a, a day late. I got to Budapest. They, they already packed everything up. And let's go like the next morning. A six hours difference, so that, that means jet lag. I don't know how I, I kept my eyes open all the way to, to Romania. They were yapping, come on, wake up, wake up. We're almost there. You know, it's a six-hour trip plus. So we get to Romania, where I've been before, but not, not to this part, not to this area. It was uh, quite desolate with a small village 
And then outside the village, there was this really cool hotel in the woods. And the guys have been there before. They already set up the, the system. We're going to go ride here. We, we got awesome rooms. There, there was a, a huge, like a swimming pool-sized jacuzzi in the building. There was a restaurant, but all out in the woods. At, at night, it's just uh, some noises from the forest, and that was it. Uh, they even had a shed for our motorcycles, our dirt bikes. So first morning, we get out, breakfast, hop on the bikes. Of course, again, uh, very unusual. You know, I've been traveling all this time, and now I get to get on the dirt bike, and I'm beat up already. Um, so, okay, let's go just follow us. Okay. First street to the left. End of the street goes into a, into a creek. And so from the street, ah, we're in a creek. I, I already, I, you know, I'm already halfway down, but I made it. After the creek, first thing up, a big, a big uphill. I made it halfway. Uh, bike just flew over my head, went down, picked it up, tried it a few more times, finally made it. Then we continued. And all morning was like that. I was struggling in everything. Uh, plus, it, it was a, a loner bike. Plus, it just couldn't get used to it. And about noontime, we're like thirsty, tired. Uh, so my cousin goes, hey, there's a, a pub in this next village down here. Now, we were really out, out, you know, miles and miles where you don't see anything. So we get down to this village and uh, pull over into the pub, which was really just an old old building, maybe the size of this room, and uh, a big tent outside. But literally in the middle of the village, there was a house next to it, which we found out it was the owner's house. There were chicken, ducks walking around, coming into the pub area. Uh, it was just the, the real Romanian village life. Beautiful place, tranquil, clean, but way out there. So we sat down and uh, Dunny, my cousin, ordered three beers. The, uh, the owner was, was there. He, he took our order. And then slowly he started hobbling with his walking stick into the, the building to bring out three big beers with his walking stick. The older gentleman, probably around 70, he knew no other language and our Romanian was down to like maybe three sentences between the three of us but uh, my cousin's buddy asked hey uh, what's wrong with your leg so came another 15 minutes of <laughs> showing and uh, kind of like a, a quiz game turned out he was a soccer player he had some kind of injury but long story um, my friend Zoli goes well, why don't you work on him you know, let's see if you can fix his knee. He's already sitting there, might as well. Yeah, okay. So we're drinking beer and, and working on him. Now, by that time, my beer drinking is right now down to maybe, I don't know, a couple of months or so. We have a glass of wine. I mean, I'm not into drinking much. And um, so I work on his knee. And 
he's talking, we're talking, nobody understands anything, but his eyes opened up and he, he was like, oh, what is that? So he was explaining what he kind of feels. And then I said, okay, I'm done. Now get up and try it out. And he's reaching for, for his walking stick. And my buddy takes it over. No, 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 without the stick. <laughs> so he stands up one step, next step. Like, wow, this is really good. And he started walking around and started dancing. Then next thing he yells something, out comes his wife from, from the pub. She was huge, like the real village woman with, with one of those skirts that have 13 squir- skirts in it. <laughs> I don't know how it's called. <laughs> She's walking the same way, you know, left to right, barely, barely walking. And he explained to her and then he's showing like, look at me and he's, he's dancing around. Great. Okay. Well, uh, might as well work on you too. So while I was working on her, the old guy goes in, comes out with three more big beers. We're talking these half liter. big. I finish her. She stands up. Wow, again, her face and starts moving around and start, they start dancing, the two of them. There was one more guy in the pub at 12 o'clock. He was already drunk, just looking at it. And I'm like, guys, maybe we should go because, you know, pretty soon the whole village will be here. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you'll never, and, you're never leaving. <laughs> and at that, the old guy comes over and uh, again, more beer. I said, no, I, I need some water. We have these backpacks, you know, with camel backs. Where can I put some water in this? Oh, no, not there. Come with me. So we go past the ducks, past the chicken, past a really angry dog on a, on a chain. And we go behind where he, he opened the top of this, this old uh, well. And he gets the the bucket down, pulls it out. It's ice cold, crystal clear water. I pour it in the backpack. Thank you. Um, He showed me the back. There was a creek running by. It was like a little paradise, just just a beautiful place. Then he was like, no, no, come here. And for some reason, he took me in his house to show me around. And then we ended up in the the cellar where he had uh, gallons and gallons of homemade brandy. You've got to have one, you know, for your health. Okay. So it's, it's a little, little shot. Then another one for another reason. So by the time I got home, I was barely standing straight <laughs> at the table. And I see like, I think it was nine big beers in front of them. The, the lady brought another one and then brought some chocolate. And I don't know, some, it was crazy. Eventually, um, we finally got up, like, let's go. By then, Zoli was so drunk, he took somebody's bicycle and he was doing wheelies in the, in the parking and in the, in the pub. Uh, but then we realized we had to go. So we ended up like, I don't know, uh, uh, up in a creek, cooling down at one point. It was, it was August, it was hot, and the alcohol had to get out. But this went on for, for three days. We stopped by again. They were going to cook us duck. It was, it was a very welcoming community. 
<laughs> so the, the interesting thing was, you know, it was all behind. I mean, there was a lot more to it. But last year, this uh, same gang went back uh, to Romania, this time with electric dirt bikes, and they ended up in the same pub. And he says, we saw the same guy. He was still alive. He recognized us. And he says, where's that guy? (laughs) (laughs) We need to give him Uh, some brandy and some duck. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) It was a very interesting year because uh, um, after we went back to Budapest, I, um, I went on a different uh, street motorcycle back to, to Romania again to, to teach in Budapest. I, I uh, left a motorcycle in Budapest back in 19, I mean, uh, 2011. It, it was something, uh, it was a bike that my cousin used here when he came to visit. And uh, we figured, well, I'll go there and ride around Europe with my fiance, and then I'll sell you the bike. Deal, deal. That's exactly what happened. But uh, then we realized that he couldn't register it. It was made for the American uh, market, um, even the Yamaha. But uh, I ended up buying it back. And so that's my transportation every year in, in Europe. Thankfully, in Florida, you don't need you know, technical exam every year. So you just get a sticker. I can put it on the bike. I don't but then have you to have to deal with the really bad drivers in Florida. Well, in Florida, yes. But, uh, you know, that's why I go to Europe. It's a little bit <laughs> easier <laughs> to ride there. <laughs> you know, the, the thing is that uh, the riding has, has um, uh, a different uh, um, purpose for me. You know, it's, it's to, to, just get everything out, clear my mind, get everything else out. If I'm here meditating half a day, you know, I, I would just be a marshmallow. Yeah. So I need that, that opposite a little bit. My, my Reiki teacher, he's up in Virginia, but she is a psychic medium. And she gets her messages when she exercises. Mm. So when she used to run, but then she got injured. But when she would go for runs or she would be on the elliptical machine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 she would play like dance club music and she still was getting like these messages while she was exercising that always <laughs> impressed me. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people exercise just for, for that. They just don't know it. Yeah. You know, your mind is in a different uh, different setting when you when you do that. Yeah. And that's also something that shows you the connection of mind body, how you can be down emotionally and go to the gym and you feel better, right? Or you feel yeah. down physically and, and you watch a good comedy show and, and you feel better. So little, little things like that. It, it depends on how mindful you are about your exercise. Like if I take a walk and I don't have any music and I focus on what I'm feeling in that moment. Mm-hmm. that's when you get that clarity. Yes. Um, but I, I'm more like, I need the quiet. Like I say, the answers are in between the questions and the sentences. <laughs> that's when I get the, oh, I know what the answer is. It's right. And, and then some people who are in sports, especially runners, 
you know, long distance runners, you get to occupy your mind somehow. Yeah. And so many times they touch into that alpha state of mind where, where they have these psychic episodes or, or, um, other telecommunication with, with, uh, uh, others. I had a guy, uh, this was a long time ago when, um, when I moved to, to Florida, I was staying with, with an uncle and, uh, he was a real Hungarian born in, in Budapest. He had a, also an amazing life. He, he was, uh, gee, working for a circus, he was uh, um, a sailor. He was in a Russian prison in Second World War. It just had an amazing life. And he's also, he's seen everything. Well, when I came to visit him, he already knew about my abilities, but he still couldn't figure out how I got his blood pressure down. He said, I know you got my blood pressure down, but I still don't believe in this thing. And that was his attitude. The first week I was in, in Florida, he was making something, something special, Hungarian dish, and he was missing one ingredient. So he gave me his car, like run over to Publix, you know, get this and this. On the way back, this was only a, maybe a two mile distance. On the way back, I, I passed his bicycle and he was packed up, lots of luggage around him and a big letter H in the back for Hungary. Did I see this right? You know, I pull over, I let him pass. Yeah, there's the letter H. I'm like, well, maybe I should stop him. I mean, how often do you see letter H in Florida? On a bicycle, especially. So I, I go in front of him, I pull him over. Speak Hungarian? Yes. Hey, how you doing? And, and <laughs> Are you hungry? Yes. Follow me. And uh, it took him to my uncle. I got there, obviously, a minute before. I go in, hey, put another plate. What? Here's another guy, you know, from Hungary. What the heck? Where is he? Like, right there on the bicycle. <laughs> it's like, this is crazy, dude, you know. <laughs> anyway, he came in, and, and we had a good dinner, a good conversation. He told us about his trip. He was already on road for two years, two and a half went through all of uh, Europe, uh, India, Australia. Uh, he and his buddy went together and then landed in California. And then they split up. One went north, one went south. And eventually, I think they got together again. So he was on his way to Key West. And uh, he was telling us how many uh, uh, tires he changed and it was just a crazy amazing amazing trip you know somebody in their 20s and you know, it's perfect and uh well do you have any complaints anything that you didn't like this is just that my wrists are holding hurting all the time oh no biggie come here and so i had him stand there in front of me i do my my treatments uh i always start standing up so i can go around your your energy field and check where the imbalances are. Your energy is in full function standing up. When you lie down, it can go down to 20% of it. So this is the real thing. So I went around him. And of course, by then, I, I've been moving people without touching them my whole life. I can do it from all kinds of distances. I've done demonstration where I moved 100 people at the same time. 
So pretty crazy stuff. But at that time, I was 26. I just wanted to fix everything all at once. I didn't know about restraint. So I wanted uh -oh. to show up. <laughs> I wanted to show up. So picture this, my elderly uncle sitting on his recliner, kind of looking at us. This guy is facing him, and I'm behind this guy. Um, his name was Moraz Ferenc, I still remember. Um, anyway, I figured I'll show off. Literally the first 10 seconds, I'm going to give him a push, you know, or a pull or something, just, just to feel the impact of the energy. Well, that impact resulted in his eyes just going up and he went straight down like, like a plank, just like that. <laughs> like, oh, what the heck? So, <laughs> so you, you blasted him. Oh my God. I mean, it, it happened a few times in my life, but I learned to restrain myself. <laughs> but he went down and, and I, I knew some, you know, pressure points to, to uh, uh, wake Revive him up. Revive him. <laughs> And, and well, first, my uncle's comment, you know, the guy goes down, I'm like, whoa. And he was just sitting there. Absolutely, it didn't move a finger, you know, nothing. He was just sitting there. So, uh, so where do you think we're going to bury him? <laughs> that was his question. <laughs> like, you're not serious, are you? <laughs> Anyway, we revived him, put him on a, on a sofa. He fell asleep at about seven o'clock uh, in the evening and he slept till 8.30 the next morning. He got up full of energy, like nothing happened. You know, hey, that was great. I don't know what you did to me, but you know, and it was nothing like the plan would have made the treatment, of course, um, but it worked. And then two months later, he, he sent us a card from Virginia uh, just saying that my wrists are still good. But technically, I didn't really work on him. That was the 10 seconds of energy blast that, that he needed. Wow. So he so. probably needed that sleep. Uh, yes, probably. To, to integrate the energy. Um, or, you know, when you're traveling, you're tired anyway, probably. So that's interesting. So have you ever found, um, does it matter that people are open to what you're doing to make it effective? Uh, well, it helps. So as I said, I really don't heal you. I, I'm just, I just fix your energy field, which gives your body back its natural environment where it can heal itself. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like a message, you know, kick in the butt, really. Um, however, I noticed that it works for everybody. There's, there's no psychological influence. And I work on horses. I work on dogs, cats, uh, babies. They don't have any, any mm -hmm. you know, thinking or, or I don't have to suggest anything to them. However, I do get a lot of clients um, who don't know that I work on them. You know, their wives ask me like, hey, my husband yeah. doesn't believe in this, but can you work on him? It works the same way. It minus the help that, that you would psychologically add uh, to it. Now, do you somehow get their permission before you work on them, like on a soul level or? Uh, the wife's permission. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> Usually, enough. The, well, the thing is, here's my logic. If somebody came to me 
to help them. Why do I need to ask their permission again? You know, they come and ask for me to do it. Then, then that's already the permission. Well, I mean, say there was a wife that came to you, said, please work on my husband, but he doesn't know about it because he's right. not open to it. Right. It's, it's still fine. I'll go and work on him. I, I don't worry about permissions or, or anything like it. It's, I find, it's already, I find uh, on the soul level that they're open to it 99% of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. We're, we're all energetic beings, you know, this, this yeah. is just a suit. So it, it doesn't do anything. Um, everything happens energetically. That, that's the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can uh, eat that Big Mac, you know, eventually it will turn into energy. There's kinetic, there's... Uh, uh, um, the thermal energy, but there's also this energy. Oh, well, I don't know what, where you've been hiding because I've never <laughs> heard of you before, but now I'm going to read your book and, and see, because I, I'm an energy healer, but I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn new things. That's just how I am. I you sound your, like me. I see your future turning into a bioenergy healer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it says if it works and it's up leveling up leveling what I've learned so far, I say yes. You know what I it, mean? It's uh, definitely a step up. Yeah. You know, both both vehicles will take you there. You know, just one is a Yugo, the other one is a Ferrari. Oh, I'd That's rather the have the Ferrari every time. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, times times uh, clicking away. You know, let's get to it. And you know, have you ever found that you? kind of help somebody's energy field but it ends up going offline or off alignment again or are you finding uh, it, that it, they're keeping it it <clears throat> can happen uh, first of all that you know i can overdo it sometimes which would feel like a double espresso nowadays yeah so nothing nobody's falling down the last 25 years i believe um but um i think Hmm. it depends where where the imbalances came from you know if if, uh, if you broke an arm it's an obvious thing there's an imbalance and we can speed up the recovery but it's not going to happen you know overnight right it, it has to take some certain natural natural ways it's the delivery of those materials that that put together uh this is is, is uh, what takes time However, sometimes maybe one in 20, there can be like a healing crisis happening. So maybe a little bit worse than, than better. Mm -hmm. But those people usually feel better in, in an accelerated speed. So, so much, much better. I've uh, found, you know, everybody's so different. It, it's impossible yeah. to predict. I worked on somebody once. This lady had migraine headaches for 60 years. One session, never got a headache again. Another person, I would have to work, you know, maybe maybe monthly to keep keep it uh, uh, keep the energy on the level because for some reason it goes down. So it's really up to you to find out where you're losing your energy. So reading the book and, you know, getting the education will, will enable you to do that. Mm -hmm. 
it it's from everywhere you know just as we talked there just a little stress somebody cuts you off and you start pulling your hair and yelling and everything and and you ruined your day with with that one something now you can make an agreement with yourself hey every time somebody cuts me off i'm going to give them you know 5 minutes of or 5 seconds of cursing and i move on because there was really nothing personal it it wasn't against you they're just bad drivers maybe or so so there's a way of how to change your your thinking into into becoming and staying positive that's the that only is, way to stay yourself yeah. stay I, healthy i have been able to do this so mm-hmm. it, you know i'm a very sensitive person so in the past people will upset me by what they did or said or you know or or you know someone cut me off and, and your heart rate goes up mm-hmm. but i i've noticed that i don't react the way i used to anymore Good. In fact, one uh, we were, I was on a trip in July, and we stopped at a gas station, and my friend parked so close to this car, I literally couldn't get in without touching mm-hmm. the car beside me. And this guy, there was a guy in the car, and he was with a baby, mm-hmm. and he started yelling and doing all these hand movements and then he even opened his door and slammed my car and I looked at him and I all I did was put my seatbelt on and I backed out of that spot and went to the other side (laughs) that was my reaction like it was disturbing but I didn't get upset that was just like, this person looks like whatever I do is not going to be reasonable. So <laughs> I need, I need to just get out away from him. And that's what well, I did. Not everybody's reasonable and not everything is for everybody. You know? and, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with you because a lot of this anger is misplaced anger. So this person is angry at someone in his life or some situation in his life. And he's obviously not handling it, not, not uh, addressing it with that person or that situation. And he's taking it out on strangers. That's what it is. Well, That's look, all it's it not, is. It's, it's not easy being a human. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially for him. Yeah. If that triggered, right. that little thing triggered him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you share how people can find you and your website details and uh, I hope you can write it out somewhere because my name I will I'll have it in the like, notes. Uh, but yes. you know, the reason why I always ask this at the end of the episode is because oftentimes when I'm listening to things, I listen to the website and I go straight to the website without even oh, looking gotcha. at the notes but that's just the way I am <laughs> sure you know so I have both like I like you to say it and it's also going to be in the show notes <laughs> nice <laughs> so uh chongradaniel.com that's c-s-o-n-g-o-r-d-a-n-i-e-l.com you'll find everything there um I have a morning routine daily exercises you can do just five minutes to, to move the energy, move every muscle and joint. Uh, there are links to my school, 
there are links to um, Facebook page, uh, Long Distance Bioenergy Group Healing, where I invite the individuals and I, you know, you can join in into this group meditation uh, for free. I work on individuals long distance for, for a fee, obviously, I have to make a living too. But every Tuesday and Friday morning at 9 a.m., I do a 15, 20-minute meditation that uh, is just uh, about sending energy. All you have to do is tap in. So technically, you just think of me for a moment, and, and you are on. Um, lie down, sit down for 15, 20 minutes. And once you tapped in, all you have to think is about your problems and letting them go. It, it's quite effective. It's really weird. Some people feel the, the regular heat and tingling of the, of the energy healing session. So that's been going on for about 15 years now. And uh, you didn't know about it, right? I did it. <laughs> yes. Try it out. It, it's really awesome. This is why it's awesome to have a podcast because mm-hmm. you get to meet people you don't yes. normally yes. meet or talk to for at least an mm-hmm. hour or maybe more. So this, this well, is also an, an homage to, to my, my teacher's system. Um, he, he doesn't work on, on individuals. I mean, yes, he does, but in, in a group setting, there would be hundreds of people around and then each individual gets a little bit of work. Uh, he do, does that with his students. Sometimes you would come in with a headache and just sit there, wait for your turn. By the time it's your turn, the headache, headache is gone. So the, this, the bigger the group, the, the bigger the energy that circulates around. The energy mm-hmm. that we pull off as excess energy is not bad energy necessarily. It's just excess energy. And it goes out there and you're sitting there and your body sucks it in. That, that's the simplest explanation here. But obviously the group setting is, is much, bigger, much better. Yeah. So in long distance healing, I achieved the same thing. Even though you're not sitting in the same room, there is a collective uh, energy around. Interesting. So it's like yeah. an accelerated uh, uh, energy around you. Yeah. I'm a big believer in that, that we need to do things in groups. Yes. It's I mean, more powerful that way. We're humans, so we, we need others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not here in a bubble by ourselves. That's what exactly. I like to say. <laughs> you know, so... You know, that you was need- one of the things that was really hard mm-hmm. to swallow. This this whole pandemic and and uh, stay home rules, where you could not get together with with other fellow humans who feed your energy. You know, yeah. it's great to stay home for a while, and and some people love it, and it works for for some. I I mean, I had a blast. I I, I wrote half a book just during the pandemic. Rebuilt a bathroom, built a motorcycle. I mean, it it's uh, it works for me, but you you can't you can't live like that. Yeah. So After you, a while, you need that interaction. You need the companionship, and and yeah. you need that energy to to share. It, you can't hold on to anything too long. You know, any yeah. anger you know you may have. Where does it go? Yeah. What do they call you? They say swallow your anger, right? You swallowed your anger. You have stomach issues, ulcers, <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah. So everything that goes on here will affect everything else in you and around you. Now, I've had three simple rules 
since I've, I've known about the energy and since I kind of slowly developed, well, seeing what's going on when you're positive and negative. So simple philosophy, three parts. Number one, everything happens for a reason. It can be a logical reason or you can call it a divine reason, but there's a reason for everything. Number two, there is something positive in everything that happens. You look at the yin and yang symbol, one can't live without the other. You know, if, if one overtakes, that's the end. So there's always, no matter how negative a situation is, there's something positive in it. Mm -hmm. You concentrate on it, you find it, you learn something from that negative, right away becomes positive. So I look at everything already from the positive point of view. It, once in a while, somebody will step on your foot <laughs> if you keep being so positive, but it's still better to stay positive all the time. It's better for you and better for your entire environment. And so number three is, uh, uh, you know, don't piss against the wind. Go with the flow. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a Tai Chi like rule, one. you know? <laughs> <laughs> if a truck is coming at you, don't try to stop it. You know, just step out of the way. Oh, yeah, for sure. And going with the flow is, it's challenging for those people who want to control, who have this mm -hmm. illusion of controlling the outcome. Like I always say plan, but plan that your plans are going to change too. And that you're going to have to shift and change according right. to what happens. Uh, there's a Hungarian <laughs> saying, you know, humans plan, God executes. You know, so yeah. you can make your plans, but something will happen. However, I decided I'm always going to be, you know, looking at the positive. And, and uh, so far it helped, you know, yeah. just uh, staring at the negative has, has no, no real benefit. positive value. Yeah. You know, there's no it, benefit to that. It's just a choice. And then it can, it can become a bad habit that you're always in this negative headspace. You're always thinking of the worst. What right. that's not serving you to do those things. Mm -hmm. Right. And we, and we are, we are addicted addictive by nature uh, we we humans we like addictions you know we like to get up at the same time have that cup of coffee or breakfast or whatever it all becomes a habit and so does your thinking and so when you get into a little bit of a comfort zone you become lazy and uh, you know it, it everything has its consequence you you cannot stop you don't work out for two weeks it's like starting all over again you know, everything has to be on a level, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. It, it all has to be constantly stirred a little bit because it gets lazy or it gets blockages. Yeah, yeah. And that's the whole point of us being here is to be doing this, to you know, because yeah. where we come from, everything's great. We're in like right. the light. And, and then guess what? We got bored and then we came here. So <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it feels like. And it's like a vacation from the other side, a learning vacation. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, if, if you don't like the school, you can check out, but you may have to go again and, you know, repeat your class. I don't want so. to go again. <laughs> 
I want to accomplish everything on my list. It's very, very long, but I'm, I'm doing my best to knock it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, do we have a minute? I will uh, show your audience how to feel this energy just uh, to, to give you a visual because we talked about this, uh, this energy this whole time. It, it makes a little plus if, if they learn to feel it. Yeah, so let's do it. quick one. Okay, <laughs> put your arms out straight and relax your fingers. Now, straighten up your fingers so they're in the same line with, with your forearm. Okay, so this is relaxed. This is a little bit tense. Feel this tension in your fingers. Now, with this tension, hold an imaginary basketball. Make sure your elbows are free and relaxed. About a basketball-sized ball. Once you think you have it, give it a squeeze. Press your palms closer by an inch and then let them back. And again, closer by an inch and let them back. And you can even speed it up. What do you feel? It feels solid to me, but I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like you have a ball, right? And if you, if you move your hands, there will be this magnetic feeling when you try to push two magnets together and they wouldn't go, right? Mm -hmm. So you can play. There will be different layers of this. Some places you will feel it more, some places you feel it less. But you will establish a distance where you feel it the most. And that's what I build my teaching on, uh, telling you what's your next step. Now, while we're here, might as well get closer and closer and closer. Now make your hands flat, fingers straight, and stop about an inch distance. You will also feel some tingling, some heat, some pressure there. But if you move your fingers just a little bit, just this much, you feel as if your knuckles needed lubrication, right? It's a little like a squeakiness to your knuckles. Still the heat and now slowly start circling like this. Aside from that warmth, can you feel the center of that rotation? Yeah. Again, you can do an experiment with two tiny little magnets. When you can't push them together, what happens? They, they push out to the side a little bit, but they follow the exact magnetic circle here. And it can be bigger too, and you can still feel it at certain distance. It all just takes some practice. Make it really big now and squeeze it in. Squeeze it. You may feel it even more now. Now hold it there for a second and you pull your hands apart. Can you feel the resistance to that motion? Yes. Yes. Because there's magnets on the outside too, not just on the inside. So each direction you can feel this magnetic almost like pulling or pushing or like, like preventing you from, from doing this movement. That's, that's really the first exercise to feel the energy. Once you establish how this ball feels, it should feel like that throughout your whole body. And then you'll find the areas like, oh, this one doesn't feel like this is too cold or too hot or too something. 
-hmm. that's that's where you find the, those areas that's when you work one-on-one -on -one live when it's long distance it's always deep meditation I, I visualize the individual they're not with me online obviously it's a deep meditation but then i write them a report afterwards and then we go from there it's a little adjustments each week and uh, everybody's happy well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to learning about more what you offer and um, should definitely check him out. Anybody out there that's listening, find an energy healer, either locally or someone who works long distance. So you're not stuck with these issues. Absolutely. It's not worth <clears throat> carrying on anything. I mean, Think about it. If you're in your 30s or 40s and you have some pain or some issues, you're not even halfway through your life. Now, do you want to carry that your entire life? You know, things just get worse if you don't do anything about them. Right. I believe everybody should be pain free for the rest of their lives. But, uh, you know, it's, it's up to us to to do the right thing. Yep. The answers are out there. There are people out there. There are practitioners out there. If the medical model's not working for you and it's not working for a lot of people, find those energy healers, the acupuncturists, the herbalists. They're out there. They're everywhere in every community. Right. Right? Or right. online. <laughs> or call me. Yes, find me online. Right. <laughs> That's all. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook. And like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.